Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We want to welcome you to our home again this week for midweek Bible study and we want to open up in prayer tonight and with a congregation our size I know there's a lot of needs and we're not going to name them all but you can stay in touch with your brothers and sisters through social media and find out some of the requests they would like you to be praying for but we wanted to mention a few particular requests to open up with in our prayer tonight, and that is Sister Christelle Holly. Her father passed away, in case you did not know that. We wanna be in special prayer for her tonight and their family. And also for Peyton and Paisley Burgess. This is Sister Annie Brown's great-granddaughters. They were born very prematurely, and they have um, been in the NICU for several weeks now. And our church is very familiar with how to pray for premature babies. And I know you all are going to touch heaven on their behalf or praying for their parents in this situation and for the babies that God will continue to strengthen them each day. And let's just be in prayer. We've had several people to have surgeries the last few weeks, and it's especially difficult. I mentioned the funeral that was going on with Sister Christelle's dad and then these surgeries that are going on. You know, we can't be with people physically during these times, but we can certainly be with them spiritually and in our prayers, we can be lifting them up and just encouraging them that way and um, making phone calls, sending them messages, letting them know that you care and how much you love them. We're just going to open up in prayer tonight. Just join with us as we pray. Dear Jesus, we love I you, Lord. Love you I thank you, God, for who you are, Lord. We, we welcome you, Lord, you into this place right now, God. Lord, you know what you mean. You know these things we've been twisted, we God. We make known unto you our many needs, Lord. And we're you asking, God, Sister Christelle that you would touch these needs even family. now, God, that you would come to these families God, that have lost loved ones, God. Be with them, Everyone, tune in tonight. We pray a blessing of God. We're praying also for these babies, God, that you continue to strengthen their bodies, God.
You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We worship you, God, today from our homes, oh God. Lord, we're separated, Lord, right now. We're not at the same geographical location, but God, we are with you in spirit as a body, as a church body, as the body of Christ. We feel the yearning in our heart, God's desire for your presence. I know there's a desire for us to gather together again, but until then, we're going to praise you the same, oh God. Let's lift our hands from our homes. Would you do that? Lord, we lift our heart with our hands. We worship you with everything that's within us. For God, you are worthy, you're great, and you're greatly to be praised. You've been so good to us. We thank you for our health. We thank you for our mind. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. The blood that you washed us with, oh God, and cleansed us and given us another chance. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings in our life. I pray you bless us today. Bless the church today as we gather around our living rooms in the Word to open our heart as we open our Bibles, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you would right now, if you would turn to the Word of the Lord, get your Bibles out. Give me your pen. You can. You want to use this? You sit here beside Daddy if you want, Bud. We're gonna we're gonna read tonight from the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter three. Also, at some point, we will read from the book of Leviticus chapter nine and verse twenty-two. Matthew chapter three. Matthew chapter 3, we're going to read the verse 1. Right here. I thought about having him to read some verses tonight, but you know what happened the last time? <laughs> we got a little bit tickled. Anybody want to read Matthew 3 and 1? Anybody? Huh? Jillian? Oh, you want to read one? All right, go ahead, Finn. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. All right. Verse 2. Jillian. And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The message of John the Baptist was repent. Cindy, would you read verse 3? For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Okay. What was the purpose of repentance? What is the message of repentance? What is it? It's to prepare the way of the Lord. Repentance brings the presence of God into your life. In verse, in verse 7, if you look what it's, well, verse 6, let's look at verse 6 and see what it says. Uh, anybody else want to read? Lakin, go ahead. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. Isn't that, isn't that strong, strong to call them? O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Sorry, read, read verse 8. Repentance. He said, he said, go bring forth fruits or bring evidence that you've repented. And he said, verse 9, Cindy, if you'll read that. 
And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid. Finn, won't you read this one? Verse 10. Right here. Right here. And now? And now also they ate. The axe? Julian, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Verse 12, Lakin. Whose span is in his hand, and he will truly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He's going to separate... He's going to separate the chaff from the wheat. And I would like to teach tonight from this portion of Scripture a dividing place. A dividing place. We talk about unity. But I want you to understand that in the kingdom of God, there is a dividing place. And uh, it's called an altar. What's the purpose of an altar in your life? And I'm going to tell you, it's initially, it's a place of separation. It's a place of dividing it's a place where things die, and it's a place where things come alive. John the Baptist's message was repentance. He would tell them that they needed to repent. They needed to confess their sins. They had to find this place in their life to separate them from the wrath of God, but also to separate them from the things in their life that are not like God. <laughs> I'm being serious, and they're not. <laughs> And here we are, there's a, there's a point in your life that you find the altar. When you think of the altar, you know, you think of the place where you get married. You think of the place where you repent. You think of the, the, the steps that are in the church. But in the scripture, they would build altars. They would build an altar out of stone. They would build an altar out of wood. <laughs> they, <laughs> they would build an altar out of different things. Uh, and what would they do? They would lay... When they had an altar in the Old Testament, what do, you, what do you think of when you think the altar is the Old Testament? What do you, how do you picture those, of sacrifice on those altars? Anything? Do you picture anything? Animals. <laughs> huh? Animals, right? What are the animals doing on the altar? They're dead. <laughs> They're dead. That's exactly right. It's a place of death. It's a place where things die. Anytime you really study the altars of Scripture... It was a place for things die. And it's a place, and I was praying last night. I went to the altar last night. I was with our daughter work pastors last night. We had a two-hour prayer meeting last night. Fell on our faces before God, repenting, wanting to be like Him, wanting to be like the Lord. Everything in me was saying, oh, God, change me. If there's anything in my life that I, I shouldn't have in my life, any unclean thing, any unrighteous thing, my thoughts, my mind, my attitude, my perception, I was trying to lay it on that altar and kill that on that altar last night. What did Paul say? He said, I die every single day. He said, I've got to find an altar in my life and die out to the things that aren't right. I've learned that, I've learned that 
with true altars, there's not just death. There comes fire. There's not just death. There comes life. And you look at Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. Leviticus chapter 9 and verse 24. Let's turn there and read this. Moses, Moses and Aaron had laid a sacrifice upon the altar. And they had laid the animal there. It was dead. And again, it's representing a dividing place, a separation place. And they had built the altar for the tabernacle. And look what it says in verse 24. Cindy, would you read that? And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. When they laid the sacrifice upon the altar and that animal died, there was a fire that came out of heaven. Some believe, I heard one man teach, he believed that it actually hit the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle and went all the way to the brazen altar. In, in the outer court. He believed that it hit the Ark of the Covenant, came in. I can't prove that. He taught it, seemed, seemed nice, but what I do know that's fact is that the altar became inflamed. The, the, the sacrifice was consumed. And he made this statement, and we sing it in church, for the lot, let the fire on my altar, what? Never burn out. It started by God. In, when you build an altar before the Lord, there's a fire that comes out. I'm not just talking about going to the altar and praying, God, if I've done anything wrong. You know, we go to the altar sometimes and we just pray out of routine. But I'm talking about getting a hold of God, dying out. You know what I'm talking about, Finn? You know, we go to the altar a lot. You know, something we do here, something we do at church. But you remember the special moments that you were in the altar and the tears? I remember one time you were praying, tears were running down your face. They were dripping. I could actually see them on the wood that was under you. I could see tear spots on, on that wood. Do you remember some of those moments? That's where something's really happening. That's a, a separating place where you, you're no longer thinking about, what are people thinking about me? What is anybody saying about it? it? Does my hair look nice? You know mine, you know mine looks nice right now. I don't have to, ever have to worry about that anymore. Uh, is my tie straight? Am I... Am I okay? Is everybody, is anybody thinking about it? It's a place when you get on the altar and you begin to die out. You forget about everybody else in the room. You become separated from your thoughts of tomorrow and what you did yesterday. All of a sudden, it's you and God. And that song you were singing about King of Glory filled this place. I just want to be with you. And when you totally break through and you get in, to that presence of God at an altar. It's amazing the things that you think mattered no longer matter. When you truly get on the altar and the fire of God falls upon your life, it's amazing the perception, the things that you thought were big issues no longer are major issues. I want you to lift your hands, all of us, and I want you to ask God right now and say, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to give me a desire to build an altar before your presence. To build an altar before you that I can separate myself from the things that are not right. I'm asking you, God, to let me find an altar in my home to where your presence falls, your spirit falls. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody says amen.
So an altar is a place where you're trying to separate from yourself. Jillian, it's a dividing place, all right? And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a dividing place. So there's many times you go to the altar and when you're, when you're Jillian, Jillian, when you're praying like this and you're before God and sometimes you go through routines and you start praying these prayers. You're, you're like, oh Lord, it's me, Jillian, and I thank you. Help, help Lakin be nice and Sawyer not be mean and help my dad not be bossy and you know things that I don't know what you pray nowadays but uh, whatever it is that you pray about siblings and and uh, you get down and pray Finn like this uh, and there's some things you pray from your mind but all of a sudden when you begin to say Lord I'm not worried about anybody else what about me God I I don't want to be bossy I don't want to be mean I don't want to be as he think of me not what I want but what does he desire in my life? And there's an emotional moment like that. You actually cross over from the mind to his spirit. And it's called praying in the spirit. Because an altar becomes a separation place. It separates logic, logic from revelation. It, it separates the natural from supernatural. You know, they didn't start that fire on that altar. They provided the sacrifice. And Jillian, God provided the supernatural power. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Sawyer? So when they gave the sacrifice, God gave the power. And what I'm saying to you is you can't expect the power if there's no sacrifice. You can't expect the fire if there's no altar. And some people want the blessings of God, the supernatural things of God in their life, but they don't want to build an altar in their life. They don't want to take time for prayer. They don't want to take time to seek God. And I'm going to tell you, y'all can only ride on mom and daddy's coattail for so long, and you're young, you're minors, all of you are minors right now, but there's going to be a moment in your life that you will have to build, Sawyer, you're going to have to build your own altar. You can't ride on my blessing. You can't ride on the altar I built. Does that make sense, Lincoln, what I'm saying? And you're going to have the moment in your life where Finn go. <laughs> are you back there praying, buddy? And are you hiding? You've got to learn to build your own altar. Have your own place. I, I've told it before. I remember one time in my life, I'd crawl in bed with my brother when he received the Holy Ghost because I knew he had an experience, Cindy. And I knew he had the Holy Ghost and I did And I didn't want to miss the rapture, so I would go over there and climb in bed with him just in case the trumpet sounded, I was going to grab a hold of his foot, Uncle David's foot. I was going to go up with him. But I realized I can't make it to heaven on somebody else's experience. I have to have my own personal altar. All of the youth that are watching right now, you don't have to wait till you're 25. You don't have to wait till you're 41. You don't have to wait till you graduate from high school. I'm going to tell you, I built an altar at 10 years old. At 10 years old. I would pray at my bed every night and I would pray and the Spirit of the Lord would come and visit me at 10 years old. There's no age, there's no age limitations on altars in your life. If you want the power of God, you must have an altar with a sacrifice on it. You say, what do, I, what do I do? I preach this Sunday morning. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there's no fire. Everybody say fire. Fire. So I remember, Sawyer, I remember when I was probably 12, uh, no, less than that. I was around 10 years old, something like that. I remember 
all these fire trucks passing my house. We lived in a small community up a little coal mining community and Cindy, I remember getting out in my yard, man, the neighbors come out. We were trying to see what was going on. Heard the fire truck stopped right above the house and somebody's house was burning down. And we went up there. There was nothing we could do. We just stood there while they fought the fire. Brother Jones and Brother Jones, you know what it's like to fight fires. But well, we stood by the neighborhood, gathered around, and watched the house burn down. And uh, I thought later in life, I've never seen anybody chase an ice truck. I've never seen anybody chase an ice truck down the road. But man, there is something exciting about fire. And I'm going to tell you why people are coming to the church. And I'm going to tell you why certain ministries prosper. Here's why. They have a fire on their ministry. They've got a fire on their altar. You're not too young. I think our youth group, Lakin, should be on fire for God. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. I, think, I think the young adults should be on fire for God. Our children's program should be on fire for God. Finn, you're not too young. How old are you? Seven years old, getting ready to turn eight. When are you going to turn eight, Finn? Uh, 18 days. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say this month. He said in 18 days. <laughs> I think he's got it counted down. Uh, going to be eight years old. That's when I received the Holy Ghost. When God gave me the Holy Ghost at, when I was eight, man, he gave me the Holy Ghost and he gave me the fire. Matthew 3, what does it say? Let's look one down. Finn, I'm going to let you read this. You got your Bible there? Matthew chapter 3. Are you still there? Matthew chapter 3. Everybody, let's look and see what it says. Verse 11. You have it? That's a brand new Bible there, so the pages aren't easy to turn. Matthew, three, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Got the Bible plays there. All right, sit here beside me, Finn. Read a little loud so they hear you. You see it? Right here. I think she did, but I'm going to let you read it. Do you want to read it? Is it too long? You can read it. Go ahead and read it. Read it out loud. just going to give you the Holy Ghost. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What's repentance going to produce? A Holy Ghost experience, that's supernatural indwelling of God's presence and what? Fire. Everybody say fire. 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 Yeah, my lands. I get a little preach on me in here. But he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What's the fire going to do? It's going to burn out the chaff. It's going to burn out bashfulness. It's going to burn out intimidation. When you get the fire of God, it'll cause a, a quiet person to become a bold witness. When you get the fire of God, it'll cause the giftings that have been locked up by intimidation and insecurities, 
to explode like fireworks on the 4th of July because when God puts his fire in you, something comes alive. I've seen people so bashful when God gave them the Holy Ghost and the fire. Something just rejuvenate in them. I'm talking about power of God. You're going to watch it. Over the years, longer you're in church and you watch people, you're going to see people come in very timid, not knowledgeable of God. But when they repent, there's going to become a zeal. Everybody say zeal. Zeal. Jesus said, the zeal of the Lord's house hath eaten me up. My Uncle Homer Bounds preached one time when my dad planted a church. I'll never forget it. I was 12 years old. He got up and preached a powerful message as a 12-year-old boy. So I'll never forget what he said. He got up and preached on, we've got to have zeal in the church. We've got to have zeal in our life. We've got to have zeal when we sing. We need zeal when we're preaching. We need zeal when we're... We need zeal for doing a Bible study at the house. I can't help it. It doesn't matter where I'm at. The same thing comes on me. If I'm talking to my kids, my wife, something passionate comes over me. You know why? Because the fire is burning upon my altar. It causes tears to flow, not just in the house of God. It causes you to weep at a table with a waiter or waitress. It causes you to have an encounter of God that people can feel. It's so powerful. Julian, I'll never forget a moment. And uh, I was 19 years old. I was preaching a, a, a youth camp. In West Virginia. I was staying at a Super 8 hotel, I'll never forget this, in Gallipolis, Ohio. And I was 19 and I was in that I was in that hotel and I was praying. Cindy, I, I built an altar before God in that hotel room praying for the service that night. And while I was praying, man, the Holy Ghost came over me. The fire of God began to come over me. I didn't feel like I was praying loud. I just felt like I was praying passionate. It wasn't long I heard on my hotel door. And I thought to myself, I wonder if that's Brother John John Henry was, you know, Pastor Henry. He was doing the day services of the camp. And uh, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. Open the door. And it wasn't him. It wasn't the day speaker. It was some stranger from across the hallway. And he said, hello, my name is Noel. And he said, I am trying out for a church in the area. And he said, I am from Florida. And uh, he said, I bent my knee in my hotel room. And he said, I asked God if he would give me direction. And he said, and I asked God, Jillian, would he let me feel the fire that Moses felt? Moses saw when he saw the burning bush. He said, God, would you let me feel the fire that Moses saw at the burning bush? He said, when I said that, I started hearing you pray from across the hallway. Isn't that amazing? He said, I started hearing you pray from across the hallway. And uh, he came over and he said, I begin to hear you speak in other tongues. He said, will you pray for me? And this stranger I'd never met comes in my hotel room holding his little baby, kneels down at the bed of my hotel room, and I lay hands on him, and the Holy Ghost falls on that man. You know why? This is real. If you will build an altar in your life. I'm not talking about just now laying it down to sleep. I'm not, I'm not talking about just praying over your food. Well, you know, I have faith. I'm talking about, oh God, I lay it down. You pray this prayer with me. I want everybody to say this out loud. God, I'll go where you want me to go. God, I'll go where you want me to go. 
I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. And I'll do what you want me to do. Ben, come here for a minute. I know you're on the swing. Uh, but let's just pretend that this is an altar here right now. You're the, you're the, you're the youngest, so i got to lay you on this altar. You're the only one I can pick up nowadays. But you know what I did when you were just a baby? Your mom and I took you to the altar at the church and we dedicated you to the Lord. And you know what we were saying at that moment? We were saying at that moment, God, we give Him to You. Lord, we don't know where You're going to take Him, but we trust that You're going to take Him to His purpose and His destiny. Lord, we dedicate Him to You. We give Him. Sorry we did it for you. We did it for Jillian. We did it for Lakin. We actually dedicated you all to the Lord. We, we laid you on the altar as if you was a sacrifice on the altar, saying, God, <laughs> I think he's going to die out at this moment right now. He's got his head on the Bible. But we, we gave our children to the Lord. Why? Because we believe that God has their future. And whatever I lay down here, God's going to give the direction and life. I don't want them in the world. I want them in the kingdom of God. How many of you parents want that? That's right, a praying place. I want you to build an altar that your children can feel the, the flames from. But remember, if there's no altar, there's no supernatural power. And if there's no sacrifice on your altar, there's going to be no fire. Do y'all have any questions, anything? Blake and Jillian, Sarder, Finn? Cindy, have anything you want to say about um, altars? Just that... You know, a fire is, there's something that's so drawing about a fire. You know, even kids when they're little, if you, you know, you have s'mores, you have the fire, you have to watch the kids because they're drawn to that fire and they'll be playing in it if you don't keep a close eye. Fireplaces here, the kids will get too close and it's just, it's like something magnetic about fire. And it's like that in the spirit too. I remember your dad one time making a comment, um, there was a church up the road from where their home missions work was. And um, it was just uh, another denomination church and the pastor or someone from the church had come to your dad yeah. because your church was growing so fast. Yeah. And in the small retirement community. And this, they, they said, we don't understand what's going on. What are you doing? Our, I, we can't keep the people. Our church is dying and you all are growing. What, what's going on? And, your dad, I think he said, we just set ourselves on fire and people come and watch us burn. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget that because it's so true. You know, if you're on fire for God, people will come. They're drawn to the fire. And if you have, you have sacrifice on your altar and you have time on your altar and you're, you're giving yourself on that altar, you're going to burn. You're going to be on fire for God and people are going to be drawn to you. They're going to be drawn to that fire that's inside of you. And just like physical fire we're, we're drawn to, it's the same way spiritually. So I say just set yourself on fire. People will come around you. They're going to watch you burn, and they're going to be drawn to you. It's amazing. Isn't that so, isn't that so true? You don't, you don't want to have, you don't want to have a, a, a dead ministry. I, I remember growing up in church, some people would sing. We had a lot of solos when I was a kid. People would get up and sing solos in church, and there was particular people that when they get up as a kid, you knew you weren't going to feel anything. There was no anointing. There was no, there was no power. There was, uh, but you have some people that didn't hold the greatest tune, but they had an altar in their life. And when they would get up, you'd feel the hair stand up on the back of your head. 
You'd feel something begin to move over your soul when they would sing. Even preach in the same way. Not every I was dotted, not every T was crossed, but man, that person had an altar. Pastor Nehemiah Gator said something last night in prayer. He made this statement uh, in our prayer meeting last night. He said, God is only looking at the altar right now. That's what God's looking at. And I believe that. Make him a house of prayer in your heart and in your life. I do. I, I want you to make a covenant with God. Lakin, Sawyer, Jillian, Finn, I want you to make a covenant with God that you're going to build an altar before the Lord and seek His face. And that you're going to pray until the fire of God. How many of you all know about that? You build an altar until the fire of God falls. Until you, you shake and tremble under the power and the presence of God. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to be coming back to church this coming Sunday for a drive-in Mother's Day service. It's going to be an awesome time. We're putting a stage out under the portico. Um, make sure you get on Church Center app and sign up for your uh, service of preference. And if you need any help, you can call the office tomorrow on yeah, Friday. Yeah, several have contacted me. They didn't have the Church Center app, so just call the office tomorrow from 9 to 2. Um, I think that Brother Adam's going to be releasing a new Church Anchor original song tomorrow or maybe... Uh, Friday, and it really goes right along with this Bible study about the altar, go a little further, and about laying it all down. <laughs> it is a powerful song, so I know it's going to speak to you. I've been really blessed by it, and uh, it's just exactly what the pastors talked about tonight. And for those of you that wonder why they have the giggles again this week, between Finn over there making faces and Sawyer over there <laughs> making faces, it's really hard. They strategically place themselves out of view, and then they make faces. <laughs> yeah. But we, we're so glad that you tuned in with us again tonight. <laughs> and um, we love you all. And I'm excited about what God's going to do even uh, Sunday, Mother's Day, the drive-in service. Someone said, well, what is the point if we can't get out and we can't talk to each other if we're staying in our cars? But there's still just something about being near each other. And and being together, and I know we're excited. I've heard a lot of y'all are excited, even just to be able to wave at each other in the parking lot, and we will be practicing that social distancing. We're asking you to all stay in your cars, and you'll be given instruction that um, it's gonna be a great time of worship, and if you don't have a car and you're not able to be there, you can watch from online, and that'll be that'll be great too. We'll still be together in the spirit. And Vince, Ben, you wanna make your faces to the camera so they can see what's going on? <laughs> Come here, Finn. Give him, give him Speaking one of, of fire, he's full of it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, nope, he's good. Just sing him a song or something. <laughs> Make sure it's a good godly song, Finn. We don't want you to do anything else here. Um, we're so glad that you joined. Just remember, when you're returning back to the house of God, remember, how am I returning back to the house of God? Let's ponder that. How am I going to come back? Am I going to come in dragging in or am I going to come in on fire? I'm telling you, you could come in on fire. Finn, come over here and wave at everybody before you go. Come here. Come here. Wave around. You want to do one of these faces you've been doing trying to get your brother and them laugh? All right. Go ahead. You're going to act like you're all innocent and nothing's happened. <laughs> all right. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining. Build that altar. Lay the sacrifice and the fire is going to fall. God bless you. 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.